Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing a post-game pod for the Mavs win against the Houston Rockets. Um, it's I'm doing that. Um, plus, I actually want to start off with the news that sort of broke yesterday before the game, and that is that um, Cuban sold his majority stake in the team and it's sort of came out of nowhere and it's sold to a family um i I don't remember the name but it's not important but um it's it's interesting that you know the news had come out that cuban had um sort of quit the Shark Tank TV show and then all of a sudden he's selling the team so it you know it's there's a lot of people online that like to talk and assume things and you never know what you know a lot you know some people believe something he may have been sort of sick or something and he's looking to sort of get out of all of that but I, I don't know I just I think he's ready to sort of retire and you know, spend more time with his family, which, you know, he is getting older. And at some point, you know, I don't think he has any, I think he has daughters and I'm not sure those, you know, they were looking forward to taking over the team. Right. So at some point, you know, he was going to sell. Um, now he is still going to be over the basketball operations, which isn't exactly the most exciting news. I, I do. <laughs> Cause you know, um, he, he's made a lot of uh, sort of poor decisions in the past. Um, you know, and I don't want to get into all of them, but, you know, it sort of brings me back to just the, um, after the championship season, you know, the not re-signing Chandler, trying to save money, you know, not drafting Giannis and sort of trading that pick away and, you know, settling on Shane Larkin because you're trying to save money to get Dwight Howard and I, it just stuff like that, man. And it, it, it was funny this past offseason, it was sort of reported that Cuban stayed out of all of it. And they had one of their better offseasons they had ever had, right? You know, they were able to dump some contracts, bring in two first-round picks. Obviously, Lively has been huge for them. And I don't know, I just... But, you know, I one of the things is about the family that bought the team. Apparently, they own a casino in Las Vegas. Um, and a lot of people think that they're going to move the team to Las Vegas. And that's that's not going to happen. They, they're, they're buying the team in Dallas because... They want to make money in Dallas. You know, Vegas, they already have money in Vegas. Uh, also, I, I think Vegas is going to get an expansion team when LeBron retires. My, my theory is Vegas is going to get an expansion team when LeBron retires because he's already said he wants to buy, he wants to own an NBA team, and he wants to own an NBA team in Las Vegas. And so I think they're going to, the second he retires, they're going to bring in two new teams. I figure it's Las Vegas and Seattle. But, um, you know, you could just move Memphis to the Eastern Conference and then add two Western Conference teams. But uh, 
I there from what I figure is you know that the state of Texas has um, had this push the last few years to you know it's illegal to gamble in Texas, but they've had this push where they want to build these resort type casinos in you know three or four of them around the state for like tourism and you know stuff like there's a lot of you know, believe it or not there's actually a lot of like billionaires that live in Texas. And I think this family wants to be a part of that. Obviously, there's a ton of money in casinos. So, you know, if if they can um, sort of push that in, you know, in Texas and then be able to own the casinos that are built, at least one of them, then... They're going to make, and Cuban obviously wants to invest in that as well. I believe that's probably part of the deal is Cuban gets to invest in that, and so you know he still owes. I think owns like forty three percent of the team, and he'll probably own a large portion of the casinos. And it's just it's free money at that point. So um, it, it was interesting, kind of came out of nowhere. But uh, apparently, the son in law of the lady that bought the team, he's going to run their part of it. Um, I don't know anything about any of these people. You know, there's articles about them, but uh, I, you know, it doesn't really matter. They, they got deep pockets, so I say, hopefully they spend it. Hopefully they're willing to go into play. <laughs> they're willing to pay the tax, right? That's uh, that's what uh, I'm hoping for. I, we're probably not going to get a big. You know, it seems like when you get a new owner, you know, there's always that big trade that people want to make. The owners want to make the big splash. So uh, I, I doubt we're going to get that. But uh, anyhow, as far as the Mavs are concerned, um, the, you know, they played last night. I'm doing this game, this pod on Wednesday, the day after the game. You know, they played the Houston Rockets. Um, they did get the win. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, it's funny. There's a lot of haters online talking about, how you know Dallas just beat another bad team, but uh, you know Houston's a good basketball team. Um, you know they they're not the best team in the league, right? They're not the best team in the West, but they have, I believe, the best defense in the league. And it, it's not like they're not an easy winning. They're not. It's not like you're going into Houston and just getting a W right away, right? That's not who they are anymore. They're a tough team to play. And if you don't show up, they're going to beat you. They have a winning record. Um, I think I do believe their road record is not as good as their home record. I do believe they struggle on the road, and I'll look at that in a minute. But they, they're a quality team. And like I said, their coach is a fantastic coach. He knows what he's doing. Uh, they they still have a long way to go, obviously, but they do you know rely on a couple young players. Jalen Green is still a pretty young player; he still has to learn to play basketball. I feel like the first few years of his career, he's sort of just been a guy who's been just jacking up shots. It just it's about a numbers at this point with him, and so you know he's actually learning how to play basketball now. Um, you know, Jabari Smith, I think, is a really good player. 
he's he's a good defender. He's good offensively. He's very unique def- defensively, and I think he's going to be a really good player for a long time. the The guy they drafted this past season, the Thompson guy, one of the twins, he's been out. He's been hurt. Um, I don't really know anything about him, but uh, you know, like I said, they they still have a quality team. Um, Dallas. Uh, had five guys scoring double figures. Luca obviously led the team with 41 points, nine rebounds, and nine assists, and two steals. Um, Kyrie had 27 and five assists. Lively had eight and five rebounds. Um, Josh Green got the start for this game, which I was really happy to see. And I'll get into that here in a minute about him and Derek Jones Jr. played 34. He actually played more minutes than Josh Green. And he scored 15 and six rebounds. Josh Green had seven rebounds. I do think, I I don't know, I feel like Josh Green needs to be the starter. I, I don't know, I just... I feel like even when Josh Green doesn't score, I feel like he does contribute when it comes to things like ball handling and stuff like that. So I do hope this starting lineup continues. Um, it's the one I've sort of wanted all year. Now, Grant Williams, bless his heart, had a tough game. He was over. He had four rebounds and three assists, but he had no points. That's tough, man. You, you It's tough having a starter score zero. Um, you know, it happened so many times last year with like Reggie Bullock. There were so many games where Reggie Bullock just had zero. Um, you know, Tim Hardaway came off the bench, scored 11. Exum came off the bench, scored 12. Rashawn Holmes played 12 minutes, got a couple points. He just took one shot, made it, had three rebounds. Um, you know, Dwight Powell only played two minutes. He didn't record a stat. He pretty much came in when there was some foul trouble. Uh, that's one thing about this game. The officiating was atrocious. It was so bad. Dallas had 25 personal fouls and Houston had 27. Now, I don't know if what um, if that's how bad that is. Like, I don't know what it's compared to other games. But what I do know is I felt like it was stopped on every possession. And... It was such a beatdown to watch. All the fouls. I feel like Derek Lively gets fouls called on him just to get fouls called on him. To me, Derek Lively gets the worst whistle in the NBA. I I don't see anything. And what's funny is he doesn't even complain. Like, he's not complaining to the officials. So I don't know why they have such a vendetta for him. Like, it's just, they're out to get him. And they're just blowing the whistle. I I don't know if they're told. I, I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. He just does not get a whistle. Um, you know, Jaden Hardy only played three minutes. Uh, you know, I'm his his playing time's really gone down. Um, I hate to see it because he's somebody the Mavs really need. Uh, he does have, you know, he took one shot, didn't make it, and that was it. Um, that was the only stat he recorded was one attempt. So, you know, I figure Hardy will probably get most of his minutes when someone's out. You know, like Kyrie's out or Luka's out or whatever. 
But the big thing that I noticed was closing the game. Um, Hardaway wasn't on the floor. This is something I've been really pushing. Um, I know Kid doesn't listen to my pod, but I wish he did. Um, I feel like he finally listened one day and realized that Tim Hardaway Jr. is not a good defender. And you can't close games with him and Luka and Kyrie all out on the floor. Because you just you can't have that many non-defenders. Now, obviously, you know, Kyrie tries to defend. He's not a terrible defender. He tries, right? Luka's not a terrible defender. He tries. But at the end of the day, they're not that great defenders, right? They they can do it when asked, but you're better off having the other three guys be defensive players. And, you know, they close the game with Luka and Kyrie and Lively. Um, and Holmes came in when, you know, Lively was out. But Josh Green and Derek Jones Jr. were the were the ones that uh, closed the game out. And I think Williams was sprinkled in there. But uh, you just, you got to have those defensive players in at the end when it really counts. Um, You know, Hardaway only played 21 minutes. I think it's a little less than he usually plays. Uh, You know, he was four for 12 overall. He only made one two-pointer because he was three for eight on his threes. But he really, like... He could be really frustrating because he's not a good defender. And, I, you know, it would be like I really do think the Mavs need to see if they can get something for him. I, I think it would behoove them to trade Hardaway. I think there's a team out there that would be willing to take him. And I think you can get something back. You know, like I said, I, I bet you New York could use him. And... You know, you could might you might be able to get your draft pick back. I don't know if he's worth that or not, but you know, if you could get into a three team deal, um, you know, the the story came out that there's some teams looking at Brooklyn, um, wondering if they're you know willing to move on Dorian Finney Smith. Now Brooklyn, they're sort of in a pickle at this point. They're not good, and they don't own their draft picks, so. I don't know what Brooklyn's end game is. They can't tank because they don't have their pick. Now, there could be some protections on there that I don't know about, obviously. Um, I I don't really want to look right now. So I, I just it just makes me wonder what Brooklyn's plan is. You know, if you look at Brooklyn in the standings, they're nine and eight. They're one game above five hundred. It's not terrible. They'll probably be in the play-in. Maybe. I do feel like there's going to be some teams like Atlanta's really fallen from grace. Atlanta used to be in the top three, but they're eleventh at this point. They've they're four and six in their last ten. But you know, to me, I feel like Charlotte, the Bulls, Washington, and Detroit. Those are the four worst in the conference. And then you've got. Toronto, Atlanta, and Charlotte. Those teams are probably going to be fighting for, not Charlotte, you got Brooklyn, Toronto, and Atlanta, sorry. Those teams to me are going to be, those three teams are going to be fighting for two spots. Now, Indiana could drop out. Indiana has had a hot start, but they're slowly sort of falling. 
Um, you know, they're they've got seven losses. Atlanta's got nine, right? That's that's the difference at this point. But you know, Brooklyn's got eight losses. So as this season progresses, obviously these these records are gonna sort of spread out. Um, you know, Brooklyn, like I said, I, I could see them moving Dorian. I could see them maybe even moving Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't know. I I think you could get a lot for Spencer Dinwiddie. I think there's a team out there that's desperate enough to take him, but I don't know. Um, you know, Brooklyn, if they really wanted to, they could go they could go the other way and trade for Zach Levine, right? Because the Bulls have been it's been reported the Bulls are basically at a fire sale, right? So, you know, Brooklyn could go the other way and go get Zach Levine. And now they don't have any picks to send back to Chicago, but they could get a third team involved who, you know, might be interested in, you know, picking up a player or two. But, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I do think there's going to be some guys available, and I'm curious if Dallas will eventually trade Tim Hardaway. Now, he's been in rumors for so long, and it was funny seeing how well they played without him in the fourth quarter, and I'm hoping that becomes a trend, like he doesn't play when the crunch time, when there is crunch time, because they do need the defense, and if he's sort of relegated to this offensive player in the first half, maybe some in the third quarter, I, I don't know. I could see him getting moved. Um, like I said, I, I think it would help. I think Dallas could get something for him that could help their team. I, I think they really need to go defense. I think I would rather have a defensive defensive player over Tim Hardaway Jr. I just think they need more defense. And, um, you know, maybe you could send Seth out. Um, even Exum, somebody might be interested in Exum. Not that I'm trying to get rid of like Exum and Hart and Seth Curry. It's just that those guys are expiring. You know, Marcus Moore, Markeith Morris is too, right? These guys are expiring and teams like that. So, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but, uh, you know, it was a good win for Dallas. It was one of those tournament games, but it really meant nothing to Dallas, but it meant a lot to Houston. If Houston would have won, I think they could have. Uh, advanced, but Dallas beat them, and so New Orleans got to advance. Now Dallas did get some games. They get to play Portland, and I, I can't remember who the other dang team is they get to play. But I think it's like Utah, maybe. I think they get to play the Jazz at home and Portland on the road. I could be wrong, but I think it was Utah. So... um it's, it's, you know, the, the tournament thing, you know, I've had my opinions about it. I know some people liked it. Some people liked the whole point spread. Apparently Boston was fouling Drummond on purpose to try and run up the score on Chicago because they needed the point differential to advance, and they got it. Um, New York also needed the point differential to advance, and they got what they needed. So, um, it, I don't know. that That's interesting. But... Uh, at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I, I would like to see... It would be neat if they took um, some suggestions, the NBA. And, you know, I've said it before. It would be cool if they played all the games at once. You know, let's... Playing 
you know, playing a tournament game and then playing three regular season games and then playing a tournament game and then playing three more regular season. It just, it was hard to get in the flow of this whole tournament. You know, I don't know why. When I when they said they were doing a tournament, I assumed that they were going to do it, you know, like college basketball and everybody sort of just plays their tournament games at once. You know, they play the tournament games and then they have the knockout stages and all that and then the uh, the rest of the teams they sort of just move on to these to these other games so that their, you know, schedule comes out to 82. So um, the other thing, obviously, I, I I've brought up is it'd be neat to get rid of the the east west thing. Just you know, when you put the groups together, put everybody in it. You know, you've already got an east west tournament. It's the playoffs, right? You have the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference. You already do that. Why don't you move away from that in your tournament? You know, make it completely different and get rid of conferences. Um, you know, some people suggested fewer. Uh, groups instead of six groups of five, they suggest five groups of six. I don't know how that makes any more sense, but it, it's whatever as long as you're, you know, mixing the teams up and then you're playing them at once. So I don't know. That's just something I'd like to see. Um, but you know, it, it was a good win. It was Dallas. You know, they had they're five and five in their last ten. Uh, you know, they, they have a fairly average schedule coming up. You know, they still they play Memphis. Um, I think their next game is Memphis on, let me see, on Friday. I believe they play Friday and Saturday. They play another back-to-back. And so their Friday game is Memphis at home. Um, it's an early game. I thought they may have changed that i could be wrong and it's just not reflecting i thought because i thought that was supposed to be a nationally televised game but they took that off because their memphis is so bad um but then they play saturday evening and they play oklahoma city at home and you know that's a that's a big game um you know okc right now is sitting ahead of them in the standings um, they're only like a game up. They're, you know, actually OKC lost, so they actually have the exact same record. They're both 11 and 6. Um, you know, it's a big game. Oklahoma City's been playing well. They're 7 and 3 in their last 10. Now, they've lost two in a row, but OKC's a good team, you know. Um, I don't know if this is sort of the moment when they kind of go back to earth and... Um, you know, maybe sort of go down to the last, the bottom four of the play-in and somebody move up. But at this point, I don't know who's going to move up. Uh, you know, the Lakers are still struggling. The Lakers could be a team that makes a move um, for one of those Bulls players. And, again, I, I think Dallas should try to get involved, even if they could get somebody like Alex Caruso. I mean, if you could replace Tim Hardaway with Alex Caruso, I, I just think that's a win-win, a man. I, I just think that would be killer for Dallas if they could do that. I I mean, if I don't know anybody, any mass man out there who would not want something like that. So Dallas needs to try and get that because I think the Lakers are going to try to make a move. I think Houston's sort of just fine where they are. Um, they're Like I said, they're trying to build a team. New Orleans is a team that I, I don't know what they're going to do. They've had some injuries. Uh, C.J. McCollum had a collapsed lung, and he's been out for a while. 
I don't know when he's going to come back, but uh, they just have to get healthy. But, I mean, they're just a 500 team. You know, Golden State's two games under 500. So is the Clippers. Those teams sort of struggle. Um, Golden State's 2-8 and eight in their last 10. The Clippers are 4-6. and six. Clippers lost a game to Denver the other night, and Denver didn't play Jokic, Murray, or Aaron Gordon, and Porter played like garbage. You know, DeAndre Jordan had like 21 points and like 13 rebounds or something. Reggie Jackson had a ton of points. So it, it was sort of crazy that Dallas lost to that team. Not only did Dallas lose, they just got manhandled. Um, that was sort of a bad game to lose. Uh, I think Dallas plays the Clippers again. I could be wrong coming up, but, um, you know, like I said, Oklahoma City and Dallas are neck and neck. It would be a good win for Dallas if they could get that on Saturday. They they do have to beat Memphis. Now, Memphis is, they're still struggling. They've only got three wins. Um, They're up on the Jazz right now, really big, so they're going to have a fourth win. You know, Utah's another team I could see making some moves. But, uh, you know, the Pelicans are actually up on the 76ers right now. And Patrick Beverly is the leading scorer for Philadelphia. So I am assuming that Embiid's not playing because I can't imagine. Yeah, he's he's not he's not in the game, um, which is, yeah, pretty interesting. But... Uh, you know, it's other than, um, you know, like Houston had to play tonight and they're playing Denver. Jokic is playing. Denver's winning right now pretty big. The Kings play the Clippers later. Magic already won. The Magic are a team that's really hot right now. The Suns lost to the Raptors. So, you know, the Mavericks losing to the Raptors wasn't uh, too terrible. But, you know, the Magic's, Magic's sitting second place right now in the East. That's sort of crazy. Um, you know, they've got a really good squad. They defend. Their, their only downside is going to be their youth. You know, a team might beat them in the playoffs because they're just such a young team. But, uh, you know, looking at this... Uh, Looking at this Phoenix game, it seems like uh, Bradley Bill didn't play, but Durant did. Um, Booker scored eight points after, you know, he was a minus 15. Wow, Booker was awful. But, uh, you know, watching watching Orlando is really fun right now. Um, I'm happy for their coach. Kind of one of those could have been type things. It'd be interested to didn't. It'd be interested to see where Dallas would be had he been their coach. You know, would they have made the Western Conference Finals? I don't know. Um, you know, I that would be interesting. What if? But uh, anyhow, um, like I said, the next game is Memphis. Memphis is going to get another win here pretty soon, so they'll be four and thirteen. Um, that'll put San Antonio last by themselves. Detroit's very last. Bless their hearts. They they've lost fifteen in a row. I don't know how that's possible, and I that's insane. San Antonio's lost twelve in a row. That's pretty crazy. And Orlando's won eight in a row. So that sort of tells you where they are right now. But uh, you know, it's 
those are sort of the outliers. Everybody else is either like win two, lose two, whatever. But, you know, Dallas right now sitting at third place. Uh, they have them at third instead of Oklahoma City, even though they have the same record. But um, I think the Lakers are about to get a win as well. So Lakers will be 12 and 8. But Dallas still is two fewer losses. Lakers played a lot more games. But, uh, you know, the East is sort of shaping up to what, you know, everybody thought. Orlando's sort of the one sitting in there that's kind of crazy. You know, New York's sitting there at average. They're number five. Miami's fluctuates up and down. They've lost three in a row. But, you know, they could go out and win a bunch of games. That's another team that I'd be interested to see if they make a move. Um, you know, Cleveland... I don't, you know, Cleveland's seven and three in their last ten, and they're in the eighth spot. So they they had a ways to climb. They're moving up. Um, it's it's about twenty percent through the season. I think. Um, I think you at like twenty percent, you kind of are who you are, right? Now maybe you have injuries that might affect your record. Like, Golden State had Curry out, and I think Draymond was suspended. I don't know exactly how many games, but, you know, Wiggins isn't that guy. You know, it's funny thing about Wiggins is he showed up for one year, and that was it. He got his ring, and I think he's just going to collect a paycheck for the rest of his career. Um, you know, Clay Thompson's sort of been, I don't know, He's been sort of up and down, and he's just not a guy you can count on every night. You know, Golden State really doesn't have that many guys. You know, Moody's a nice player, but you don't build around Moody. Kaminga's a decent player, but you're not going to build around Kaminga. You know, Curry's getting older. Draymond's getting older. Klay Thompson's a free agent after this season. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody threw a lot of money at him. You know, you have a team like, I know he probably wants to stay in California, but, you know, you could have a team like San Antonio who is going to get a really high draft pick and might like to compete next season. They might think that, hey, you know, when Bignana's had his one year to learn, he's going to be a better player. Let's put some people around him. And they could throw a lot of money at Clay Thompson just to do it. Um, you never know. So that's sort of an interesting aspect with Golden State. Golden State, this could be it for them. You know, they might be back in the bottom five. The guy that built that team is no longer their general manager. Um, I think his name was like Bob Myers or something. I don't know. He's no longer the general manager. He's gone. So you know, he's the one that drafted. Clay, Draymond. Um, I'm not sure if he was there for Steph. Drafted Steph was, you know, Don Nelson was the coach when Steph was drafted, believe it or not. He played with Monte Ellis. Steph's been in the league a while. It's funny when you see highlights of him playing with Monte Ellis and Don Nelson's the coach. It's sort of it's sort of crazy when you see him. Um, you know, he played against Blake Griffin in, in a, one of the, like, instant classic type college games um, in the NCAA tournament back in the day. So... You know, Steph's been in the league a long time, and he's going to be retiring soon. 
And once Steph is gone, I, that's it. You know, I figured Draymond would move on to another team. And then who do you got? You know, Golden State's not a free agent destination, right? Who was the last big free agent they signed other than Kevin Durant? You know, Kevin Durant went to Golden State to win a title, and they did. But other than that, after Kevin Durant was gone, they didn't bring anybody in. You know, they basically, when they traded Kevin Durant, they got D'Angelo Russell. They trade, they turned D'Angelo Russell into Wiggins. Other than that, they have the same guys. And, I, you know, free agents, they, they still pick the same sort of teams that they're going to pick. And, you know, it's tough for a team like Oklahoma City to bring in guys. Even, you know, Minnesota had to offer um, a lot to bring in Gobert because they just don't get anybody. And I know it's probably more than most people think, but right now it's paying off. They only got four losses. They're one of the top records in the league. Um, you know, the the Utah Jazz were looking to rebuild, so they took advantage. They got all the picks. But Houston was another team. Some people think they overpaid for Dylan Brooks. Now, maybe they did, but, you know, Dylan Brooks is a really good player. He's a really good player. I'd love to have him on the Mavericks. His price was just a little steep. Houston was willing to pay him. So, um, you know, they... But Houston probably had to overpay to get them because Houston's not exactly a free agent destination. So, uh, you know, uh, that's they'll probably, you know, they got some of Brooklyn's picks coming up. So, you know, is that something that they could take advantage of and use in a trade? Or maybe they use them and keep building. I don't know. But uh, I guess I'm going to end it there. Uh, you know, I probably won't do another pod till Sunday. Uh, you know, I'll, I'm not going to probably do one after the back-to-back. Back back. You know, I'll watch the Memphis and Oklahoma City game, and then I'll do a pot on Sunday. But, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, it's it's good that the Mavs are in third. Uh, you know, you can't really say anything. The people who say bad things about them are pretty much haters. You know, obviously Mavs fans get frustrated with the team, but if you look at the standings, everybody's everybody's got it rough right now. You know, Minnesota's the only team that's putting together tons of wins. So, you know, they we just gotta sort of stay the course and hope that you know the coach. He's the coach has already you know started playing Holmes instead of Powell. That's a positive adjustment. You know, he played Derek Jones Jr. and Josh Green instead of playing Tim Hardaway. You know, that's a positive adjustment. They just have to keep doing things like that. And at some point, you know, good things will start to happen. So, anyhow, uh, if you could rate and review podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast, I appreciate it. But until next time, we'll see you later.